This podcast has been paid for by the Major World Order. No, 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 Major World Order. Figs for life. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Major World Order podcast. I am one of your hosts, Billy Walter Peck. I'm a musician. I do film stuff. I have a pro wrestling tea store. You can find out all of that at Zombilly Horror, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. And with me is Hus Var. And I'm your host, Hus Var, aka the Major Mark Kid, aka Handsome Husvar, aka Heartbreak Husvar. Collector of all things wrestling, movies, TV, and pop culture, especially the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast merch. I'm also a supporter of the all-ego Ethan Page and the very nice, very evil Danhausen. And we also have... The Big Jake Boski, a.k.a. the Sean Kemp of Wrestling Figure Collecting, a.k.a. the Major Mad Hatter, a.k.a. the Most Loyal Turmoil Terminator, a.k.a. Jake Don't Call Me Bray Wyatt. Welcome to the Major World Order podcast, where it's just too sweet. <laughs> and with that, we do have a Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingtees.com slash Major World Order. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Major World Order. And uh, all right, another another week in the books. We started we started this thing not exactly planning to go every week and people have liked it enough to where we haven't missed a week and it's been mm -hmm. fun. Last week we had Joe Ryan, Joe Rhino, and uh that was that was a super fun episode and Yeah. Yeah, he's a hell of a story, man. Um yeah. you know, it, it was definitely a lot different than I thought it was going to be. Um you know, it was very um very educational for me, especially, you know, the, the traditional, the old wrestling, you know, kind of getting mm. into that talk about the, you know, yep. independent stuff and all that. So it was really cool. You know, I had a, had a great time and, uh, man, we went, uh, we, we normally try to stay around that hour mark and, uh, we went, uh, almost two hours. So <laughs> yeah. it, was, uh, it was a good one, man, but, uh, definitely, definitely glad we got him on and, uh, yeah. and, uh, and got that. So that was really cool. Yeah. The whole, whole other perspective on, on wrestling and, and collecting sure. too. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, other than that, we got our uh, our new figs for life shirt up at the Pete. Ow! I got to do some push ups. I'll do those in a minute. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the, that's, the, uh, that's the new thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't won. take a shot. I gotta I gotta do push ups. So I'll, I'll do those when somebody else is talking. But uh, yeah, we got our new uh, figs for life t shirt up at the Pro Wrestling T store. So um, is that sale still going on right now? I know it is. It is okay. Over. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, I, I meant to do that, and I got too busy today. So but, you we'll, know, uh, pro wrestling tees always oh, seem yeah. to do one for like every holiday, so they might do one for Valentine's Day or something. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, we have a very special guest today. Uh, some of you might know him as Big Sexy. Some of you might know him <laughs> as the D-lister. Some of you may know him from the hit film Titanic Two: Rise of the Big One. Some of you might know him as Yoko Shuna, a.k.a. Joe Shoes. What's up, brother? What's up, my man? You also forgot the uh, a.k.a. 
the Admiral of Awesomeness, a.k.a. Ooh. Ooh. the Emperor of Entertainment, a.k.a. the Colossus of Cool and the one true professional wrestling sh 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 superstar. <laughs> I didn't yeah. spend 15 years taking bumps for nothing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. I should have just let you do your own intro. <laughs> eh, it's, it's, it's better when I, I get to come in and just lay it on the unsuspecting public. What's up? Not much. Welcome to the show. Uh, very excited to get into to your story, your background, the the fun of it. I, I think I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this episode and maybe have uh without maybe even know it or are looking forward to it because you know you've become a, a big part of the uh, major wrestling figure podcast community and you know that's that's what we focus on is the community of it and and right. getting those stories out there so i think a lot of people are gonna uh want to hear all about joe shoes I, I was told I have to beat Mary Kate's episode. Is that, is that in the realm of possibility? Anything's possible here at the major world order. <laughs> like Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. Yeah. Anything, baby. <laughs> no, um, hers definitely had. Uh, you know, all the episodes have done very well, but but something about hers. A lot of people were were taken aback and shocked by you know like oh man like we got to have her on and and. And then she just blew people away with with her story and connections to the business and stuff. So uh, so yeah, I guess I guess you have big shoes to fill. It's, it's odd because <laughs> I've known Mary Kate for about twenty years. So nice. you oh, know well, like, that doesn't surprise me. But that's I've also known like since I got in the business, she was there. Yeah, you know, standing at ringside taking photos. Yeah. And uh, so that's that's why it's like, oh, yeah, like not everybody knows these things. Right. And right. she doesn't really go and like brag about it or talk about it a lot. Like you kind of start to pick up like, oh, she she has like connections or something, you know, yeah. uh, and yeah, then she definitely once- doesn't brag or, you know, because like like I said, you know, after, after the show, after we got done recording, I was like, I had no clue like anything about her at all. And it was just I was just like in shock pretty much. So. So I'm definitely uh, ready to be shocked today. See what uh, my man Shoes has to say. Oh, man. Well, no one's ever heard my story because I uh, I wrestled during a time where there weren't any fans. So, Oh, jeez. Yeah, well, we're definitely excited to hear it. Um, You know, so speaking of wrestling, we'll just start off, you know, what got you into wrestling? You know, was it like at a young age as a child or, you know, when when did it start and and how did it come about? I got into wrestling because I, I the kid I went to school with, I was probably like six or seven, second grade-ish. Okay. And and a guy asked me, he's like, oh, do you watch wrestling? And I'm like, no, like, what's wrestling? Right. And he's like, dude, Saturday and Sunday on Channel 5, because I was I lived there, I grew up in New York. He's like, Saturday and Sunday at noon on Channel 5, you got to watch it. And I remember the first ever wrestler I saw was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And uh, it was just like a squash match and jobber match on, like, superstars. And I was hooked immediately and then – you know, collected the LJN figures, nice. went to my first house show. I'm sorry, live event. Went to my first live event, <laughs> not a house show. Definitely <laughs> not a house show. Um, I want to say in 89 at the Nassau Coliseum. And I looked up the card recently. There was like one of those like Twitter things going around, like, oh, go on this site, look up the first show you ever went to. And, oh, yeah. And so I did that and I was like, wow, I actually ended up working with like six or seven guys who were on the card that night, which was like kind of <laughs> wow. like a, a, a mind trip. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of awesome. 
Yeah, that, so that was cool. So who were those people? Uh, uh, Axe and Smash Demolition. Okay, uh, wow. They were in the main event of the show that night against the Twin Towers, Bossman and Akeem. Oh, wow. And uh, the Warlord, the Genius, uh, Brutus Beefcake. Oh, wow. Damn. Hacksaw Duggan, I think, was, was yeah. six. He threw me out of a battle royal. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, man. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I, was, I was all into it, but then uh, I didn't have cable as a kid. So I got out of it as everything kind of transitioned to cable. Like I never watched NWA as a kid. I knew it existed because of the after mags. Okay. But um, when the Attitude Era really got going, my brother was a couple years younger than me. He had gotten into it. And then I got hooked, line and sinker. I was probably like a junior in high school at that point. And I was just in and like hard in. I was like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is going to be the rest of my life now. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's that's cool as hell, man. Um, so now you, you said, you know, you, you had like some of the LJNs, like you started collecting those. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so like right around that time, did now, did you like once um, you started growing up a little bit, did you continue collecting like into the Hasbros and stuff like that? Or so when the Hasbros first came out, now I, I was a little kid and I know like Matt and Brian talk about this a lot. Like you didn't yeah. know what was coming out. You know, there were no like Comic Con reveals or anything. I just remember going to KB Toys. It was me, my brother, and my mom. We're at the mall, which was, you know, like our common thing. We go through through the KB, and they got, like, the end cap display. And it's the Hasbro figure, Series 1. And I'm like, what is this? Where, why is this so small? Like, well, why is this happening? And I just, like, I was guffawed, like, that these were, like, real. And I was, I was so, like, heartbroken because I loved those LJNs because they were, like, weapons. Right. <laughs> you can literally kill somebody with that King Kong Bundy thing. Oh, yeah. That thing's a good seven pounds, man. You know how many times my brother and I put holes in walls from just chucking them at each other? <laughs> like, we could have been brought up on charges. Right. And so, you know, the... the the uh, maybe the allure of the, of the uh, the Hasbro's was the articulation and the action and the feature. Yeah. Like so, when you saw them, like that did not even enter your mind. You're like, what these little dinky things? I, like, I couldn't <laughs> believe. Like I was like, why are they so small? Like, and don't get me wrong, that like those uh the demolition figures, especially from the series one. Yeah, they're like probably two of my favorite Hasbro's in the entire line. Because the face paint is so spot on. I mean, they're just right. like perfect figures. Oh, yeah. But just at that first glance, I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, why would you do this? Right. <laughs> but uh, we did collect them. In fact, that day, um, my mom allowed my brother and I to each get one. And we got Axe and Smash because nice. we didn't have LJNs of those guys. Okay. Uh, so it was like, oh, we already have a Hulk Hogan. We already have a Macho Man. Right. But we don't have an axe and smash. Not like you can. I mean, the scale is so completely off. It's not like you can have a match. <laughs> yeah. But that you're not thinking of that when you're a kid, though. Yeah. No, not yeah. at all. But right. like that was the reasoning. That's nice. really cool. Hell yeah. So, um, you know, now did you continue to collect like more Hasbro's after that? Like we, and get into Jacks later on, or no? I was I was out of wrestling before Hasbro's ended. So I want to okay. say I probably go up to like the Macho King series. Oh, okay. That's, that's only like what? Like that's three like or three. Four. Yeah. 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 So I didn't really. Well, like... actually, Macho King was series two, and then Macho Man on the trunks is series three, which is yeah. kind of the same thing. But yeah. so I'm, I'm right around that time frame. And, okay. And I got out of wrestling pretty much at that point. I was um really into baseball. Baseball was always like mm. my first love in life. Yeah. And 
especially at that time, I'm probably like 10, 11 years old. I was very into Little League. I was starting, uh, I was getting picked on um, like the, uh, like the all-star travel teams from yeah. like, my own oh, yeah. Little League. So I was very involved in, in playing baseball at that, at that point. And then once I got back into wrestling, go, which is probably, probably like 98, I want to say okay. like really WrestleMania 14 was like my jump back in point. Yeah. At that point, I was like head in. And uh, yeah. one of my best friends from high school, he actually, he became like my wrestling friend. Like I, we always joke <laughs> that he's my Steve Negron. So Mark has Steve Negron. So I always say this guy, my buddy Armando is my Steve Negron. <laughs> and I think I want to get like t-shirts made for like his birthday where it says um, oh, yeah. like, He's my Steve Negron with an arrow. And then you yeah. get a shirt that says he's my silver balls with an arrow. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, um, but he was a collector. And I remember going to his house for the first time and he had all the Hasbros like hanging on the wall, mint on card. Nice. And I thought that was like such a cool thing because sure. that was like something that never crossed my mind to do at the time. Right. Uh, before that, I had been collecting like the Kenner starting lineups pretty, pretty hardcore at that yeah. point. That was really my main collection. But then once I like saw that and like him and I became friends, like we would go on fig hunts together and that's so cool. I started collecting hardcore, like anything I could find <laughs> just like going back, going on eBay. Cause it, now as I started getting out of high school, I had like my first job at a Burger King. So yeah. I have disposable, disposable cash making that $5 and oh, 15 yeah, cents an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but, and Brian makes fun of, makes fun of me for this all the time. So this is like 99, 2000. I'm on eBay and I'm just loading up because wrestling was still popular, but the older stuff was still relatively cheap. Right. And I'm picking up mint on card Hasbro's for like 10 bucks each. Oh man. Oh, man. Like <laughs> just like loading up on them. And I've got yeah. like, at one point I had a collection of like 35 mint on wow. card Hasbro's that I probably paid $350 for combined for all. And when, wow. And when I went to <laughs> wow. sell them, I probably took a loss. Oh, oh man. <laughs> like Brian makes fun of me all the time. He's like, shoes, you had like such a high end collection and you right. gave it away for pennies. And once I space became an issue, space always oh, becomes yeah. an issue. Once that started happening to me, I got very into the numbered promo photos. So the white border with the P yeah. number on the side. Mm. I had gone to a couple signings. I was a big fucking mark. So I was like, <laughs> any anything I could go to, anything Hell that yeah. made me feel closer to wrestling, I wanted to be, I wanted to go. And uh, I got uh, a, a, Mick Fo a Mankind promo photo that was like, you know, like not overly rare, but like I didn't know anything because I didn't know anything about them at the time. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't abundant. And, you know, so I got that. At, I just happened to be at a signing where they gave it out. And then I got a Jericho one that turned out to be exceptionally rare that they just happened to be giving it out on a signing. And then okay. once I started learning more about the promo photos, I got into that like hardcore, just crazy. Yeah, Once I, it, it became like a baseball card, sure. there was a number on the side. You checklist didn't exist, but if you scan through stuff, you could create your own checklist and find out what was what. So I like had like a, you know, Microsoft word file. I built myself <laughs> like where I'm like, okay, P501 is this. P32 is this. And I'm just trying to put it in order, trying to fill in the blanks for myself and go like scanning eBay, save searches every day. What up? WWF promo photo, WWE promo photo, you know, mm. just like any kind of misspelling I could find. So that oh, became wow. like my main thing. And I think before 
I sold it. I would say without, you know, without any confirmation that I probably had one of the better collections in the world. Cause I had sure. at that point, I think it ended at 1400 or so was Holy I think shit, like, <laughs> when they, when they, well, I'm saying just the number when they stopped numbering them. Well, still, I that's wanna, still pretty crazy. Yeah, I want to say they ended it somewhere in the 1400s around there, but wow. I probably got out of it and sold, and I probably had maybe about half. Damn, plus. that's it. Yeah. Like that's something I didn't even know existed. Like right. I mean, I, I know <laughs> promo photos, but I didn't know there was like numbered ones, and you know, like, yeah, you could, it, like collect them like that. That was like, like something I got into by mistake, and yeah. um, I don't know if you guys uh, have ever heard of Danny Demonto, but. Uh, He's an indie wrestler from Jersey. So. He's been around for a hundred years. I've heard <laughs> his name. I don't know much else, but yeah, yeah. He, he's uh he's fat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, you know, he was my buddy at the time, and he knew about them. So yeah. like he had a few whatever, and like that's how really it, like I started getting knowledge, and then just doing my own research and whatever. And I'm, and the real appeal for it was it's like baseball cards and I collected right. baseball cards, you know, from the time, you know, I can remember, you know, I remember yeah. getting baseball cards. So, you know, there's always, you know, trying to fill that set, trying to find, I remember the first set I ever built the baseball cards is 1992 tops. The last card I needed was, you know, not Ken Griffey jr. Or yeah. Tony Gwynn or a superstar. It was Ernie Riles, who was like this utility oh, outfielder. Yeah. For the <laughs> like nobody. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like, I just, no matter how many packs I bought, I couldn't get it. It took me going to like some hobby shop in Long Island to get it out of the 10 cent common box that, you know, there's just 50 of them in there. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's crazy the way collecting works sometimes like that. You know, you, you get you start one thing and you move to another and to another and, and, yeah. you, and you have to be a completist. You know, you can't just have partial um, collections here and there and just be fine with it because no. it's like. Yeah. <laughs> it, it drives me nuts and like i'm not i'm not ocd but there are certain right. things like you know like when we like everyone makes fun of broski because he does like all these he's got all these weird rules and stuff yeah but it's the truth like you create these rules that you feel represent the way you want to collect and how you want to collect and you right. stay within those guidelines and rules as if as if they're like you know chiseled in by moses right like, <laughs> and they, they make no yeah. sense to anyone else other than you Right, right. right. But to you, it's the Bible. Yeah, right. A hundred percent. I mean, there's, um, you know, I know Husfar has a, a crazy amount of stuff. You can, I'm sure you can see it in this background oh, there. They I mean, just it, have some random stuff it, here, there, but it's not organized. I got to organize it. Yeah. So I, I have like OCD, like super bad. And, you know, everything has to be like level perfect, every, you know, and complete. And, uh, you know, and it's hard. For, and I like, I probably altogether, I'd say maybe of everything that I collect have like 10 collections of like, you know, certain figures, certain things. You know, it's not a lot, but like, I, I just have to have like a smaller scale because I need it to be complete. So yeah. I don't want to have like 500 collections going on because it's, it'll never get done. You know? So <laughs> it, for, for me, you know, like if, if I walked into Husfar's room right now, I would just freak out because they're, you know, it's like things have to be categorized a certain way, you know, and like, even, I don't know if you can see my Hasbro's back there, but yeah. like I have them all alphabetically ordered. Okay. So you series, did alphabetical series one, two, okay. three, and I did it that way, you know, and mm. just, it, it just has to be that way. But that's some you know. psycho stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's funny you say that because when I started putting together my vintage He-Man collection, my one of my buddies was like he's like knowing you he's like i know you're gonna do each shelf by 
baby faces and heels. And I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, I was like, no, I got to do it by waves. I was like, wave one it has mm-hmm. to be here. Right. And he, like, he just thought that was funny. Uh, you know, just like to hear me, like, I was like, oh God, like, no, like, no. <laughs> but uh, piggybacking off what you said about like, had, if you go to Husvars, yeah. Brian came to, after the first booze and with the toys, we, the mm-hmm. three of us, uh, me, Matt and Brian were all at Broski's house. Yeah. Brian came back to my house. Cause I had to drop him off at the airport in the morning. He walks, I have a, a small one bedroom apartment. So I've got just stuff everywhere because yeah. I just don't have the room to put everything. And plus now I'm in the process of moving again. So right. I've like my whole counter, my kitchen counter is just covered in mint in box, mint in on card. My like actual counter, you know, it's got a rim that I just all the different collections are in stack. So the G.I. Joe's are in one stack. G.I. Joe classifieds are in another stack. Masters of the Universe Origins, Masters of the Universe uh, Reaction, Thundercats, (laughs) Savage World. And then like my one WWE figure is just like there. (laughs) But then on the real counter is all my vintage mint on card masters of the universe. And Brian's OCD was just like, <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know you need a counter. Like right. you need that counter. <laughs> and, and I'm like, but, but I really don't. He's like, I just, it's just such an odd life choice. It's it, right. I just I don't understand. <laughs> an odd life choice. <laughs> you can't even make a sandwich. An odd life choice. <laughs> I I feel that a hundred percent. I'm the same way. I, I live at home, but my my room is like my own apartment. I have my own bathroom. I you know I have all my space up here. But I'm the same way. I have a pile of just unopened stuff that I I've just been meaning to open. You know, it's sorted out. I have like my wrestling pile, my my Marvel Legends pile, my Star Wars pile, and then I have like my autograph stuff over here, and then my rare stuff over here. But so I, I totally a hundred percent feel that. Yeah, like you can't you can't do everything at once. Rome wasn't built in a day, but you're right. You're back to it. Take your time. I'm like I'm in like the middle of what you guys are saying. Like I'm the one that has like 500 different collections, and I'm not really like one to try and collect like every single thing in it. But like, so like I'm a big horror movie guy. So I have one shelf that's just Michael Myers figures, one that's Leatherface figures. Then I have like my wrestling shelf and this and that and whatever. Um, But like when I get new stuff, it's like I'm opening that and I'm finding a place to put it right now. Like (laughs) it's not waiting around or sitting or nothing. (laughs) Oh, see, I've got boxes of like eBay purchases or I'm in like a He-Man collector group on Facebook and I'll like, I'll do like one of those live auction things and end up like 10 figures, but like the box will come and I'll be like, all right, the box came and I'll just put it to the side and not open it for like months. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't know what to do with it once I open it. Like, yeah. right. As long as it's closed, it's just a neat closed box that I can push up against the wall. <laughs> the second it opens, now it's like, oh, I can't. Yeah. No, I right. can't. Like, you know, I get like the sweaty palms. Like, what am I going to do with this? Right. That's funny. It, and you want to put it in like a nice spot, display it well, like take your time. I, I'm the same way. It's like, I, I got to have a space for it. Like, I'm looking at all my stuff. I'm like, I don't like how this looks. I want to put it over there. <laughs> So, um, moving out of collecting for a little bit, uh, and this, this will be, you know, kind of a different story for you in this Um, portion of the show. We talk about, uh, you know, what was your first, um, um, introduction to Matt Cardona and Brian Myers or Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, uh, you know, you being from New York, did you know them prior to them becoming famous, uh, or, you know, what, what's, what's your story with that? Um, I knew of them. I didn't know them. Okay. So we were, in, I, I went to Johnny Rods to train. 
and and they were NYWC guys. And the indies are a a weird thing, especially at that point. You had your your LIWF doghouse guys, the homicides, low keys, hit squad, those, those, those guys, they were like everywhere. They were on all the shows and stuff. Then you had like your Johnny Rods guys and a couple of them kind of filtered out somewhere at that time. It would have been like, Tim Arson, who was the zombie on WWE CW, oh, that yeah, was like yeah. the most famous thing he did. Matt Stryker was another yeah. one of those guys. Okay. Um, but for the most part, the Gleason's guys, the Johnny Rods guys, didn't go and do a lot of stuff because Johnny didn't want you leaving the gym. And the NYWC guys kind of felt like that as well. Like they were on their own little island doing their own school shows and kind of the same thing with us. So we never really had a lot of interaction. We were on one show together right before they got signed to WWE. But like, once again, it was like a, hey, high and buy type thing. I knew of them because the guy who trained me was this guy, Mac Daddy Flex. And he had gone to NYWC a couple times to train with Boogaloo and Lowrider who were working as the uh, dead presidents out for NYWC. And we're like, oh, like how to go, whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, it was good. But like Flex has the worst memory ever. So I'd be like, oh, who'd you train with? Because I used to follow the results and stuff, you know, so I knew names and stuff. And he'd be like, um, the guy at the Poom Poom shorts, uh, the suntan twins. Like that, that was <laughs> Matt and Brian were the yeah. Flex. They were the suntan twins. <laughs> and uh, I love it. I kind of want them to just be that tag oh, team yeah. now. Yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. A suntan, suntan twins. twins. <laughs> do they do they know of that name given Probably to them? Not. Probably not. That's, oh, that's really funny. Um, and then like, well, that's what I, we'll call this show the sun the suntan, the suntan twins. twins. <laughs> But like then for years, like that's how like we knew them in our gym was right. oh, you know the Suntan twins from NYWC. Like <laughs> um and then how did I actually meet them? I think I met Brian really through Twitter uh, okay. because of the Mets. And yeah. like we started tweeting about the Mets and then I actually ran into him. Uh him and his wife were at a game. I I like my seat was right behind him, so I was like, yo, oh, wow. and like he turned around, you know, what's up and Eventually, we started talking and, and started a, uh, a group text with CPA about the Mets. And that was the year they went to the World Series. And then Brian just became a pretty good friend. And I talked to him pretty much every day. Damn, how um, cool is that? With Matt, <laughs> I, I don't know that I'm friends with Matt. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, Matt's always cool to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just, I just don't know Matt overly all that well. Yeah, you're just not close with him like you are with Brian. Yeah, like if I yeah. see him, it's hey, what's up? I think he recognizes me at this point. Sure. I've, I've been to his house. Uh, yeah. But um, it's definitely I know him through Brian. Right. You know? Yeah. Sure. Yep. No, that's, that's cool. cool. So, so by that, so okay. Oh, so and also, that- just in case anyone listened to this week's uh, episode of the Major Pod, I did get invited to that dinner. I didn't know. <laughs> and not only that, at the end of it, I said, hey, Matt, what's your PayPal? I'll send you money right now. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> I, just, I think he likes to give people he shit. Like, oh, yeah, he loves busting balls. Yeah, I mean, know, he, you know, yeah. it comes oh, off yeah. as like, he's like, I don't know, heated about it or something, but it, yeah. I don't know. If he, that's he's just playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, uh, so you had become buddies with Brian, uh, well, before the podcast had started then. Oh, yeah. So, so by that time you're just like, oh, Hey, I'm just, I'm going to check out my buddy's podcast. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, at that point he had sent it to me. He's like, dude, he's like, do you do me a favor and listen to this? And I remember listening to the first episode and I thought it was a good, cause he had been talking about it for a while and mm. I thought it was a good idea 
because I had a podcast of my own at the time, but my podcast was overly general. It was like anything pop culture yeah, and me just yeah, commentate. I have, I have one of those too, yeah. Listen, and it's a lot of fun, but you don't really build an audience. It's so broad. It, it's too big because at that point, you're literally competing against every podcast. Every yep. Like you're competing against Joe Rogan, whether you, whether you know it or not or want yeah. to or not, but oh, like you're, that's right. what you're going up against. And you have to be so special when you do that kind of podcast that people right. just magically find you. Yes. And it was really fun. And it was, you know, me and one of my uh, civilian friends. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's what we call people, not the, the, the rigs. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we, we did it for a couple of years and it was fun. And so I always thought Brian's thing was good because podcasting alone is, is a niche. Not everyone knows what a podcast is. Not everyone listens yeah. to podcasts. Yeah. So, but to be successful, you have to be the niche within the niche. Yep. Right. And when he told me the idea of it, and to be honest, I didn't know if they, you know, there were any other podcasts doing the same thing. Um, there were a couple, I, but it wasn't, yeah, wasn't like, super popular. Yeah. And I, it's, it's a very, a very niche thing when you say, okay, we're going to do a podcast niche. Okay. It's a podcast about toys niche. <laughs> further niche now it's it's a podcast about just wrestling toys okay now you've just dug the niche hole as deep yeah. as you really can right and i was interested to see how it would play uh the first episode i was like oh, i thought it was okay like i think you by the by the second one i think the one that really did it for me where i'm like you know what i really think they have something here is when brian did drop the first stomp in paradise reference <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. I'm like, i think you're right Yep. That was the one for me where I'm like, this is it. Like, this is something like people like it's it's something that's your own. It's something people can relate to because it's it's kind of ridiculous. You right. know, like I think before they had talked about like um, using the other figures as themselves to be like the commissioners or right. you know, presidents or something. But the stomp in paradise thing was the thing that really did it for me where I'm like, this is yes. Now I, I think this can be something. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. And, you know, now they've, you know, got figures for it, figures coming out for it, shirts, every, you know, everything. And it's ridiculous. I, like I how think, I think the stomp in paradise, you know, right. a somewhat crappy figure line mashed up with a somewhat crappy television show. Horrible show. <laughs> Horrible show. <laughs> Burges together. And now it's like one of their most popular things. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I never really thought about that. So speaking of niche within a niche within a niche, um, we are uh, another niche to that. And, yeah. you know, from what we found out uh, relatively recently <laughs> was that you were you were also thinking about doing something like this. Yeah. Um, so Tommy Boy from Massachusetts, uh, Jamie, Jay Silva, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, uh, one of my good friends, uh, you know, and when you talk about like the people like kind of associated with the pod, I'm probably sure. close with Silva. I've known Silva the longest. Okay. Um, I've known I've been like friendly with Silva for jeez. Ah, I probably met him if if I really think about it, I probably met him close to 20 years ago, wow. probably 2001, 2002 on the Indies. Uh, but we've been like friends, friends for probably at least the last decade. Um, and mostly like we we text pretty regularly whatever and usually it's just like office quotes or jokes or whatever yes. <laughs> and um i brought it up to him because we always like joke around like doing a podcast together yeah. but we never have like any plan or like what it would be about and i say and i said to him one day and it was literally just like we were in the middle of texting and i was like yo what if we did a podcast about matt and brian's podcast <laughs> and i was like it would be like talking dead 
but for the major pod. And That's he's right. like, and he's like, oh my God. He's like, that'd be such a good idea, but Broski would never allow it. And it's a different situation for us than it is with you guys because sure. we're associated with them. We know yeah. that, especially, yeah. you know, like I know Brian really well. Um, at this point, I do know Broski, but I don't right. know him overly well. You, I do know you are connected. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and especially you know, I, at that time since they're in WWE. Yeah. And, and, and I know Mark, but I don't know Mark overly well. Sure. So it was like, you know, like, would it be a big deal? Like, right. so I think Silva was, had spoke to Mark or, or Matt because Brian just don't, wouldn't care. Right. Um, Brian would be like, yeah, yeah, go minimum, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it came back like within minutes, like uh, Broski, definitely not. And I'm like, yeah. okay. You know, it's not like I was so attached to the idea because sure. it was literally something that I just came up with 10 minutes before. Right. right. So you you didn't have like all these plans or anything. No. It was just kind of like, hey, what about this? It, and then, it was no? okay, le- cool. legitimately yeah. from the, the beginning of the idea to when it got shot down was all within an hour. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was no big, you know, it was no big deal. Yeah. Like I, I get it because at that point, I really what I wanted, I don't. And I know they said it was like we were trying to like align with them and be part of it, which mm-hmm. at least that's not what I wanted. My thing was I just wanted it to be okay because at that point we're, we know you guys, Silva sure. especially, is good friends with them. Yeah. Um, but it's we're marketing a podcast directly to your audience. Like, is that right. cool? That's really yeah. my was my whole thing. Yeah. And it was and but like Brian said on uh, Boosting with the Toys, like we're kind of too close to it, you know. Sure. So. It, it's good for you guys to be out there doing what you're doing and actually connecting with the community around it because that's probably not something or that's probably not the direction Silva and I would have went in. Yeah. So it's better for the overall people, the, for the listener base, yeah. to have that involvement and and get to know each other on the on right. that yeah. level. Yep. So that's actually a positive that came out of us, you know. And the yeah. fact that you guys had the same idea and went and did it is is super cool. Well, but I, I still feel like, oh, see, my idea is working. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, you, you're yeah. definitely part of it, brother. <laughs> you know, with without, you know, knowing or ever, you know, talking prior, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe, you know, we'll, we'll put like a, a story by credit. I'll be like the, the Bill Finger behind Battle. I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, when you when you pass, we'll make sure that your family's taken care of. Oh, don't worry. I, I'll never have kids or anything, so you don't have to worry about paying me the disco bucks. <laughs> See, oh, I, get, I get my other pop culture references. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool, man. Um, now, uh, as far as your independent wrestling career um, went, like, now you were, you were talking about, you you know, you, you were really into baseball at a young yeah. age. Um now, did you always want to become like a baseball player or did you just kind of decide like, eh, I don't know if this is me for, for me and kind of go down the wrestling road or, or how did that come about? So once I got to uh, like probably high school age, it uh, turned out I wasn't any good at baseball. <laughs> you know, at a, certain, at a certain point, I wasn't any good anymore. Yeah. Um, but I was playing soccer at the same time and I was pretty good in soccer. So I played soccer all throughout high school. Um, really didn't get back into wrestling until junior year. Um I went to college on a soccer scholarship. I was a division one uh, soccer player, got a scholarship. Um, and now I'm okay. I'm going to go to big soccering and MLS. Yeah, let's, let's go. <laughs> and then my freshman year, 
of college, they wanted to redshirt me, you know, because like I wasn't going to play. And I'm like, well, why am I running 30 miles a day to not right. play? Like, I'm not like I'm not that guy. Um, so I quit. I quit and dropped out of college because everyone, as everyone knows, dropping out of college is the, the best career move you can make. <laughs> uh, but about a year prior to that, right before my senior year of high school, the date was August 21st, 1998. And it was one of the most important days of my life. You're like, you don't, you don't wake up and know like something important is about to happen. Like it's not your wedding. That's the important day of your life. It's the day you meet your significant other. And whether you know sure. it or not, that's the day that's important. Right. You know, the wedding is the day you may remember better because you have it earmarked as it's happening. You're taking sure. all those mental photos, but you don't realize you're in the big moment as it's happening. Yeah. Uh, for me, August 21st, 1998, the Broadway Mall in Hicksville, New York, I was online to meet the New Age Outlaws at a signing. And at that point, I'm, I'm big into wrestling. I'm back into it. Like, I'm collecting. I'm watching everything I can possibly get my hands on. I'm going on eBay and ordering <laughs> compilation tapes. I'm going, for, you know, RF video. I'm getting like anything I can watch, I want to watch. And as I'm standing on this line with my brother... I just like look around. I see all these people are like out of their minds, like excited to meet these guys. And I'm like, like, this is what I want. Like, I want to be those guys. Like, I want this line of people to come meet right. me. And right. that like, that was it. I was like, I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to figure it out. Like, I have no idea how to become a wrestler. I have no idea what to do to become a wrestler. But like, I'm going to go do it. So Originally, when I was going to college, I was going for journalism because once I figured out like baseball was not my future, I thought I could be a reporter, like a beat writer for the. But my, my goal was to be the Mets beat writer, yeah, and right. I, I was at uh, St. John's uh, University in, in New York for my first year and had some good classes. And I was I was good at writing. It was like something I did well in school and to begin with, but. I was just like at that point, like so consumed at wrestling that dropping out of school and like trying to do something with wrestling made sense to me. Then I met Jack Sabbath, who runs or ran at the time. I don't know if he still does. I think the Monto runs it now, but it's ICW in New York. Right. Jack had Jack is the wrestling universe guy. Yep. That Matt <laughs> Bryan talked about. Jack had a in-store signing with Taz. And that was how I first found out about his store. And then he started running indie shows. And I used to go to his store all the time because he would rent out old Coliseum home videos. Mm -hmm. He was always getting uh, Feinstein shoot interviews and stuff <laughs> in toys, T-shirts, like the amount of like vintage T-shirts I bought from Jack for five dollars that now I see on like wrestling for sale for like one hundred and twenty. I want to keep like, like I threw all of these out like, oh, right. damn, like how many headbanger shirts that I throw out? It's unreal. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but Jack was running shows at the Elks Lodge in Queens at that time and was like, hey, why don't you come be an announcer? He didn't really have announcers. So it was this other guy, uh, Nick Knowledge, who was working at the store and who was a literal encyclopedia for wrestling that he was just like complete nerd, like basement dwelling. Like when, <laughs> like when you say the wrestling nerd stereotype, this guy, yeah. Nick Knowledge, was that guy. Legit. Very nice guy, but he was, he was the stereotype for it. <laughs> and then I was supposed to be like the cool guy. And right. so like I modeled my color commentary off. I, I, I wanted to be a combination of Mark Madden and Cyrus the virus. Oh. That was, that was <laughs> oh, like my cool. inspiration. Hell yeah. So that was how I first got involved in wrestling. That would have been, I think the first show I ever worked on was in May of 2001. Okay. Nice. 
So main event that night was Dreamer against Balls. And, the, and then I started, after the invasion ruined wrestling, right. um, uh, <laughs> and people stopped caring, indie, indie crowds went down so big. So it oh, was yeah. like, all right, like I, I'm not going to make a career out of this announcing thing. So that's when I realized, I was like, maybe I should just go train and learn and right. do something. Yeah. So it was probably about a year later that I started training with Johnny Rods. Damn. Very cool. Um, it's, uh, so, I mean, definitely. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, and, and this is probably jumping ahead quite a, quite a few years, but, you know, you got into wrestling, you know, probably had your own gimmick, you know, but then at some point you become the revolting blob. Yes. <laughs> so, so I started as uh, L Shoes. Because uh, I was like 16 years old and people in school started calling me Shoes. Okay. So Shoes has been my nickname more than half my life at this point. In my senior yearbook, it says Joe, quotation marks, L Shoes. Like under my, my little picture with the bow tie, it says, right. <laughs> uh, you know, when, it said, when, it, when you flip a couple pages later and it says most likely to, it says L Shoes for most likely to become a pro wrestler. And it's a picture oh, wow. of me doing this, what I thought was like a Billy Gunn flex at the time. <laughs> oh, sure. That's funny. <laughs> so I just started as L Shoes. And then after a couple years of that, I became the villainous Maximus Sex Power, okay. which is why all my social media is yeah. Max Sex Power. Max Sex Power. So that's what that's from. <laughs> the reason I changed my name to that was because someone had asked me uh, a promoter in Jersey was like, Hey, we want to bring you in, but we want to kind of do something a little different, like a buddy Rose thing with you. And we want you to change your name. So like, what, what, what do you think your name could be? And I just remember when Homer Simpson wanted to change his name, the only Max thing he could power. spell was, was Max power. So I'm like, you know, it's the name you want to touch, but you mustn't touch. So yeah. I want to be, be Max power. And he's like, yeah. okay. And I was like, no, 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 wait, hold on. I was like, don't, don't, don't put that link yet. I go, Maximus Power. And he's yeah. like, yeah, fine, whatever. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Hold on. <laughs> Maximus Sex. Sex should be my middle name. And he's, like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, Maximus Sex. I was like, no, 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 not Sex. I was like, Sex is my middle name. So he's like, fine, whatever. Just, yeah. So, I be- and I just, I was a fat guy just ripping off Rick Rude, which was fun. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> uh, go up to like 2012. Okay. I get a phone call from Kevin Matthews. Okay. And doesn't even say, hello, how you doing? You know, we were buddies, but um, I hadn't spoken to him in a while. So it was like, oh, Kevin's calling me. That's weird. Yeah. I hope someone didn't die. Because usually when you get right. those phone calls in the oh, business, man. like. Yeah, that, somebody. You know, yeah. 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 Something bad. Yeah. It goes, bro, I'm sitting here with Pat Buck. How fat are you right now? Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm like, actually, I'm I'm pretty fucking fat right now. Um, <laughs> you know, I was probably around two ninety ish, two ninety five at, at that point. Pushing, it's like, how would you like to be the revolting blob? And I was like, yes, absolutely, yes, I want to be the revolting blob. Like, yes, a thousand times, yes. So. uh that's what they were doing with PWS at the time was like they would bring in characters like 
They had a guy as little Mac from Punch Out. They had uh, oh, Joey shit, Canella yeah. was doing Starman from the pro, the eight bit pro wrestling game. Oh yeah, yeah. man! And then, uh, you know, I came in as uh, as the revolting blob, and so we had like this little this little click. Uh, there, there was some guy who did um, uh, the Wolfman from T- Teen Wolf. Oh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, um, there was that. I'm trying to think who else. It wasn't just. Oh, we had a uh, uh, Mike Dennis was uh, Bonesaw McGraw. Always <laughs> <laughs> ready. <laughs> you know, so there were there were a bunch of us, like all these like uh, tribute characters or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, so I got the awesome. blob. I got the the whole gear made, and oh, it, yeah. it was fun. I, you know, I got to meet the real revolting blob while wearing. Oh, cool. the oh damn! That's he did cool. one of the uh, chiller theater conventions in Jersey. Yeah. And I went, and they they did like a reunion of the Jesus Christ Superstar cast, which he was in. And I'm with at that time. I'm with my girlfriend and her parents, and (laughs) they were a very Jewish family who did not understand this wrestling thing, this revolting (laughs) blob thing. Like had like couldn't comprehend. Like like what do you mean you wrestle? Like like are you the Rock? I'm like, yes, yeah. as a matter of fact, I am the rock. Yeah. <laughs> but like, they just, it made no sense to them whatsoever. And then when I'd be in the gear, like, because we would go to all the Comic Cons, yeah. I'd be in the gear and I'd get stopped all the time. People would be like, oh, Blob, can I take a photo yeah, of you? you, know, not, knowing asking, that I, you know. not knowing that I do this character on wrestling shows, but like just that I'm this cosplayer. It's just a co- yeah. Right. So I'd get stopped all the time and, 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 uh, my girlfriend's dad would be like, wow, you're really popular. I'd be like, you don't I know. Over like, like Austin, my man. Right. <laughs> you know, one time a guy even comes up to me at Comic-Con, at New York Comic-Con. He goes, do you know that there's a guy at PWS in New Jersey who wrestles as that gimmick? Oh, and was, man. And I was like, get out of town. <laughs> and, and I was like, he's like, no, man. I mean, I mean, he's you, but like you're him, but like he's you. And I'm like, you want to know the sick part? And he's like, what? And I was like, I'm actually that guy. He's like, no. <laughs> Mind blown. His head just explodes. <laughs> so we're at this thing and we were, we're getting ready to go meet uh, Josh Mostel, who played the revolting blob and Billy Madison. We're at the restaurant inside the Sheridan Hotel. We come out. We're about to go into the room to meet him. Peek inside. He's not there. I look down the hall. We're in like the big breezeway of the hotel. Here he comes walking down the breezeway. He sees me. We lock eyes and just boom, magic. He comes at me, starts throwing like these worker punches. (laughs) And now we're in the middle of a hotel. And the only thing (laughs) I can think of is shit, I better make this guy look good. So I start taking bumps on the floor for him. So I'm bumping and feeding, and he's like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on? Like, now he's shook, thinking he's hurting me. <laughs> and he's, he gets blown up, like, immediately. He's completely right. out of breath. He, like, grabs onto me, and he's like, what are you doing? Are you okay? And I'm like, my man, if I was doing any better, I'd have to be twins just to handle right. it. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Oh, no, that's, oh that's, see, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's <laughs> the kind of stuff people need to hear for sure. Oh, could you imagine I, if somebody got that on video? It was um, just—it was just one of those things, you know. Yeah, it just happened. He, yeah. up and he saw me, and I saw him, and just <laughs> we knew it was on. Yeah, that's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
I was actually I was at that um that chiller theater convention that year too. So I, I probably passed by you some. <laughs> yeah, it's so amazing. Like the, whenever you hear stuff like that, like just small world stuff. Like there was a this is gonna be a and I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but I went You're to good. Disney oh, in January, mm-hmm. and I'm with my cousin and his wife and the and the three kids, and we're waiting online to meet Mike Wazowski and Sully from Monsters Inc. And in front of us, there is a a couple. They're from England, and they're wearing wrestling T-shirts. And my cousin (laughs) thinks I'm much more important to the wrestling business than I am. Like he's just like, "Oh, my cousin's a wrestler. He's great." Like you, I'm sure you've heard of him. (laughs) Have you heard of Maximus Sex Pow? Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, we're talking to this couple because we're talking about getting on the Star Wars Rise of the Resistance uh, ride. And, you know, I was like, oh, sweet Young Buck shirt, whatever. And they're like, oh, you know, yeah. you like wrestling? I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I used to watch it, whatever. And my cousin's <laughs> like, my cousin is a wrestler. He's great. <laughs> Probably, I'm sure you've heard of him. I was like, you have never heard of me. <laughs> and turns out they were listeners listeners of the Major Pod. So they're no like, wait, you're Brian Joe? I was like, yes, I'm Brian. Oh, my God. That's awesome, man. (laughs) So they had heard of you. And they had heard of me. I've I've crossed international waters. There you go. That's that's cool as hell. And I'm still waiting to, like, meet somebody in the wild from the pod or somebody that listens to the pod. And it's kind of funny. um, I don't know know if this guy listens or not, but D Freedom lives in the same city I live in. (laughs) And I I sent him a message. I tried, but he left it on or he actually hasn't read it and that was like a month ago so <laughs> is so interesting because well, I, I yeah. feel like he's not real but like right. i've seen him. right i know he exists right. but i feel like he doesn't yeah it, 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 he's like the kennedy assassination of the pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i go into target and walmart like hoping he'll be there because I, I keep looking for somebody with like some major pod merch and i'm just like hanging around like i know because i mean it says on his profile he lives in my in the same city i do so it's kind of funny but uh and it's and he's in in fact he's friends like mutual friends with a guy that i work with they went to school together because you know so i asked him about hey you know this guy so oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, you know like years ago i haven't talked to him since then i'm like oh man i gotta you know i mean but then it's like what am i gonna say to him when i'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you de freedom you de freedom you de freedom <laughs> I'm the guy Actually, that does the MWO podcast about your guys' podcast. <laughs> I love when you when you totally ripped apart Ringside John. Right. <laughs> I actually ran into a, a major mark today. Um, oh, did you? Uh, Tommy Tommy Sapienza. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a um a Mandalorian figure from him today. I met him. I was oh, yeah. in Milford going to Barnes and Noble, and uh, he he met up with me there and. We were just talking for like, it had to have been like 30, 45 minutes just awesome. about, you know, collecting and, you know, have, just finding random stuff in Connecticut. Hell yeah. The only other interaction I've had, I think, randomly was I go, I went to the post office one day and I see Super Gabby, like the oh, Super no. Gabby. <laughs> and this was at like peak Super Gabby time. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, even I'm marking out. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby at my like, post office. I need to go talk to him, Pa. So <laughs> I'm waiting on the line because I got to mail a package and he's getting ready to walk out. 
And I just go, yo, Super Gabby. And he goes, you already know, Pa, and just kept going. <laughs> Barely turned around, didn't even stop to say, like, what's up? How do you know me? Whatever. Just yeah. you already know. Because he knew he was the bee's knees, the right. double main man. And he just, like, <laughs> threw up the douches and just kept it moving. I was like, that's so great. That's, that's star power. Right, right. He, it's like Pop, Papa Bear Paul always tells me. I, I know he's joking, but he always says, "I big, I big league him all the time. Oh. <laughs> big, he big league, dude." <laughs> Papa Bear Paul, I'm, I'm gonna tell him this. I'll be like, "Yo, stop busting Husbar's balls." <laughs> <laughs> I love Paul. He's so funny. <laughs> the thing with Papa Bear Paul is, so he was a, a high school baseball player. He made a really bad error in the county championship game, and he got bullied for it. So oh. then he wanted to become a cop just to get back at everyone who bullied him. Oh, so, man. <laughs> Dropping some, some heavy life. dirt on us here. <laughs> he's dedicated his life to just getting back at people he feels have picked on him. Don't mess with Papa. <laughs> it was funny. funny. I was I was getting my MJF figure signed, and, and he was security at, at the toy drive. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I guess um, I asked him to take my picture, you know, with MJF, and he, he got so mad, <laughs> but... Um, he was, he was like, um, he was busting my balls at, um, how I didn't use the, didn't, wasn't quick enough to tell MJF to use a paint pen instead uh, of a Sharpie. So he's like, you weren't quick enough, Husbar, you weren't quick enough. <laughs> that's like, but like, see, something like that is when I was collecting figures and going to signings, like using a Sharpie was all you had. Right. right. Now, like the paint pen has changed the game. Absolutely. And if you're not using a paint pen. You're like, what are you even doing anymore? People look right. at you as if like you're 20 years behind the future. Right. Like, <laughs> like even uh, you look at some of these signatures that even I had that were signed in Sharpie whatever, and they're faded and they're white. You know, uh, you can barely tell. It's like, oh, it sucks. But then you look right. at this paint pen and the pops and the colors Chris. there. You're like, oh, my God. It's, it's <laughs> orgasm on plastic. Yes. <laughs> Especially if you get the right color with it, you know, for whoever, you know, matches like Brian, you know, blue and blue and orange for the Mets yeah. colors and everything. Absolutely. It, it's yeah, amazing so. how something so simple is such a drastic change in the collecting game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In yeah. such little time because it was like Sharpies forever. And then all of a sudden yeah. it's like, I, I didn't know about them before this group. <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, Brian and Matt are using them. And I'm like. Really? This is the thing now? Okay. And then I, I learned why. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, you know, like I've seen them with other things I collect, but then like once you see it, like for the first time, and you're like, okay, like, the, yeah, there's no going back. It's like having a mega stuffed Oreo and then trying to have a regular Oreo. <laughs> a regular Oreo. Why would you bother? <laughs> right. I mean, regular stuff. They make mega. They make it. It's there. You can get it now. <laughs> For the same price. <laughs> Pretty much. So speaking of mega stuffed Oreos, um, <laughs> you were at Live 6. I was. Um, uh, Husfar and myself were as well. Um, now, I obviously didn't know you personally at the time. I'd heard about you, but I didn't know you. And no then, one knew until, me. Yeah. And then when you came out. <laughs> There was a few things people were saying. <laughs> They're like, "That's the porn star guy," and you know, I'm like, "Oh, okay, really? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's how. Then I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I was gonna try to meet you, but then uh, of course, Swaggle stole my shoe, and that's a whole other thing. We'll get into that later. I'm, but, so, um, I'm sorry because I was supposed to be on Swaggle duty that day. Yeah, yeah. Well, you caused oh. a lot of controversy, my friend. So um, <laughs> it's it's getting it's getting hot and heavy. I was gonna let him. Uh, I'll go ahead. 
Go ahead. No, I just want to say, I feel like I kind of made up for it at the end of the night because the thing you see of Swaggle in front of the elevator. Yeah. That was oh, you? Oh, that's you? Yes, dude. Ian oh, Brian went up in the elevator first. Brian went to open his door, and I just stopped, and I, like, thought about it for a second and turned around because I knew they were coming up after. Right. Now, so you just I, I didn't know they were filming, that Brosky was filming in the elevator. It's such a natural, you can tell it's such a natural reaction. Like, they don't even know that that's like, going to be that's the thing. Figure figure. It really was. Oh, because, my God. So I, I just left Dylan there. And, and, and now take into account, I've only known Dylan at this point for like six hours. Oh, my God. Like we, we were wheeling him around on a cart. We've officially been friends for six hours. And now I'm just like using him as, in jokes. <laughs> so the best Brian, part is his little toes, like just curl. Just there. Oh my god! It's it, like I feel there. I hide oh behind god. the sidewall. I don't know they're filming, right. but like the fact that they were—it's just fate. Figure fate worked out in that night. And then you just when that door opens and you hear them all just like bust out Fucking laughing. Lose it! Oh my god. <laughs> So I feel like any any trouble I caused that night with you losing your shoe, I feel like that's my gift to make up. Well, for. that well, my friend, you have definitely paid me back. Uh, I'll I'll give you a pass on that. I was, <laughs> dude, it's it's the best video I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I, oh, I remember yeah. when I first saw that, I I I literally fell out of my seat, just dying laughing. It's just so funny because he's just. Sitting there with his arms crossed and his little toes are just curled. Just that angry face, that angry yeah, little just... face. <laughs> and then when they go back into the room and he's in there with those red underwear, he's like, "What's up, Zach? What, what's up?" See, that that I think is just as funny. Is the "What's up, Zach?" absolutely slays me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dying. <laughs> oh my god. Well, it was, was it was even funnier, like being at the event, uh, and then like so. Me and Mike Lapuma, we you know we were getting the the four pack signed and uh, the the brawler four pack, <laughs> and he's like, bro, he's like, he's like, you don't want to get it signed right now, and I'm like, why? <laughs> What's up? And he's like, he's, he's like, he didn't even want to explain it. He's just like, come with me. So he brings <laughs> me, and it's just Dylan in Nick Stapp's arms, just passed out like a like a baby, <laughs> and, and um. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll get it signed another day. But it, it's just like seeing that and then watching the video after and then just being like, oh, my God, that's how gone he was. Oh, man. So, <laughs> I, you know, I'll tell the story. I drove, I drove him back to the hotel. So, like, yeah. once we got him out of wherever, whoever's car he was in. Right. Um, I go to, like, grab him. Brian's like, no, no, he's heavy. Let me get him. <laughs> <laughs> So he brings him into my car and he basically, he's like, do you think we should sit him up or lay him down? I go, he's a midget, lay him down. He'll be comfortable. Like to me, it was a no brainer. Like, so yeah, he looks like the back seat. Dude, my fucking face hurts, man. (laughs) We go on the drive back to the hotel and the whole time I'm having a conversation with him, but he is out. So I'm really talking to myself. And, I'm like, Dylan, just so you know, a lot of action went on in that back seat. You're sleeping in stains, my man. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, my so, God. That's too funny. Yeah. So that was that was the whole. But I mean, the whole way I was having a conversation with, you know, just an unconscious before. person <laughs> yourself. <laughs> did, you, did you start like answering for him? 
no shoes. I didn't know I was letting you know. <laughs> when you're in a situation like that, it's better not to get distracted and just continue your line yeah. of dialogue. Keep going yeah. with your stories and just pretend he's answering back. But just keep going. Stay just in character going. the whole time. <laughs> you know, you're never, you're never going to know when you're going to be in a situation where that will require you to just, hey, we're still rolling here. So you got to keep going. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah right. That makes sense. Hell yeah. <laughs> Whenever your friends are drunk, that's a good time to just, just start talking. Cup yep. robots. Keep, keep stuff in the back of your head for when you actually need it. Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been the DD way too many times, so I know it all too well. Just, you know, keep them engaged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While you can. Well, it looks like we've hit that hour mark, so we got to start winding down here because uh, we don't, you know, with everything in the uh, Major Wrestling Figure podcast, we try not to keep it too long, you know, because there's so much material out there. But, uh, what do you Billier. mean? The podcast is only a half hour podcast. Not going to be every week. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's how we started out too. And last week we went almost two. And it's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very easy to get caught up in that tornado. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's um, it doesn't even seem like work. You know, it's just it's so fun. But uh, yeah, when when you're doing something you like, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, and, absolutely. and one thing uh, I heard Mark say when he was on your podcast and. He was like, you just got to do it. And yeah. he's 100% right. Like, I have this theory. I, I call it the sandbox. You know, so sit down in the sandbox and fill it with all the things you like and play in that sandbox for as long as you like. Because once you grow up, yeah. you're fucked, man. Life sucks. Being an adult is terrible. Yeah. And some people <laughs> handle that better than others. And this year, the past year has been pretty awful. But oh, yeah. if you're constantly surrounding yourself with the things you like, if you're constantly have things that you want to do or you want to try or you want to be, go do it. Like, you know, I don't know how I would look at myself when I get to be like 50, 55 years old and say, wow, I really wish I would have tried being a wrestler, you right. know, had I not tried it. Because yeah. how do you with something like that, if it's something you really wanted to do, if it's something you like, at least with baseball, I just wasn't good enough. You know, I can right. accept that. But I at least you tried. Exactly. I can yeah. accept failure. There's nothing yeah. wrong with failing. Right. But if you go out and you try and you really give it a go, then you know what? You have nothing to be ashamed of. Go out there. Try. I like, I, I like to think of myself as Judy Hopps from Zootopia. And I just want to, <laughs> I mean, I, I want to try everything. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not necessarily a master of anything, but I'm like a moderately above average, moderately mediocre, a lot of things. Yeah. So oh, I have my YouTube channel that it's not like I'm breaking new ground on YouTube, but I, I do it because it's just fun. And it get, you know, it gets me to engage with people who want to eat sure. pizza. Yeah. You know, yes. I, you know, and that's just like what you're with what you're saying. And, and, and I think it's okay to, to extend this a little bit. Um, just cause you know, there's, there's so much more of that, that like we oh, haven't yeah. even gotten into or touched on and, and you're, you're, you're really touching on a lot of points that, you know, I said this during the Mark episode and I, I full heartedly believe in this, you know, just exactly what you're saying. Like do the thing that you want to do. Of course it has to fit within your means, but do it, make it happen. Yeah. 100%. And it's if that means doing food videos, which is is uh, Husvar and I were talking about this is how we were introduced to you because Brian's like, hey, my friend Shoes is going to be watched or eating a whole bunch of McDonald's. You should watch it. And, uh, <laughs> so I, there, there it was. <laughs> I felt so bad because I, I of how you felt after. I was like, oh my god. I mean, I don't like how <laughs> you know. It's feeling. It, it's funny because um, like even the day when I did the first McDonald's challenge, that was like a live thing. 
was the day Brian and Matt got fired. And you're right. I forgot right. about that. So That's right. before I went live, I had heard WWE releases are coming. So right away, I know it's Brian. Like, I don't even have to ask or wait for the list. I know Brian's getting fired. Um, as I'm live, I'm getting the text messages saying, oh, your boy Brian just got fired. And I know he's watching. He was like, oh, I can't wait for this. I'm going to watch. He was posting it in the group. Yep. And I'm like, oh, he's probably not watching anymore. But like, you know, yeah. I still got to eat these quarter pounders. Right. So, <laughs> but then like in the immediate aftermath, like I sit there, I'm on the last soda. I puke all over the place like an absolute demon. <laughs> One of the first texts I got is Brian Myers asking me how I'm feeling. Because what a guy Brian Myers is. My man just got fired from his dream job for the second time. And, and here he is checking on his old pal L shoes to make sure I, I'm not dying from sodium poisoning or something. Yeah. Oh, man. But as I said to him then, I go, it's better that I throw up. Because if I would have just finished the food, everyone would have been like, oh, yay, cool. Right. But then I puke all over the place. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. I look like an idiot. I don't mind looking like an idiot. But like people were like taking screenshots and making gifts out of it and like <laughs> clipping it. Like, and all of a sudden they're posting it everywhere. So now my subscribe, I was like, I should puke in every video. Like, yes. <laughs> puke sells. <laughs> You know, that was, it was for, for the quote unquote brand. Um, it was a lot better than had I just finished the last soda. Right. Sure. But just like, it's, to me, that's just stuff I was doing to keep myself occupied during quarantine. Like yeah. I, I feel like I am creative in a sense and oh, okay. Yeah. What do I know? I, I know a little bit about He-Man toys. I play with He-Man toys. I know a little bit about pizza. I eat some pizza. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, I'm not trying to be anything. I'm not, I'm, you know, just this authentic little pudgy little cub all stuffed with fluff from Queens who lives down in Florida. And, yeah, uh, you know, and sometimes I get naked on Chatterbait. So Aspar <laughs> <laughs> wanted to ask you about that. Feel free. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was need to know. <laughs> well, because like everyone, everyone, you know, your nickname was the, the D-list porn star. So I was like. Is he really a porn star? Like, does he, you know, is he like hooked up with anyone famous? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's um, dope. Um, <laughs> like, I want to be just like you when I grow up. So you said uh, you, you my guidance to, counselor. You told me to do it. If I wanted to do it, you told me. Yeah, hundred like, percent. You know, sometimes you just have to. You have to block out all the noise. Lean in and go headlong. Headstrong and and headless, you know, like if needs be, and just go, go right at your target and dominate. And as far as being without, <laughs> so, okay, are we let, talking about? I'll tell you, I'll tell you an embarrassing story first, and then I'll tell you a good story. Okay, we want so, them all. So we one time, I, I wrestled one of these uh, Johnny Rod School shows. And afterwards, we all go to this bar. Johnny's gym was in Dumbo, Brooklyn. So it was kind of a hipster area at this point. It had gotten built up. So we go to this bar, and there were these three girls, cute girls, sitting at a table. Me, my partner, Joe So Delicious, and our trainer, Mac Daddy Flex, decide we're going to go talk to these girls. So I'm like, yo, the girl on the end, me, all me. So we go over there. Hey, can we buy you some drinks? Like, we're, we're, we're trying to be polite, like gentlemen. Right. Real, real big boy shit right here. So... <laughs> Everybody pairs off, buy the girl some drinks. We're talking, having good conversation. So she asked what we do. And I'm like, 
we're pro wrestlers. We just wrestled around the block in front of like 48 people, friends <laughs> and family only, you know, like right. really, really putting it over big. And I go, so what about you? What do you do? And she goes, oh, I'm an actress. And I go, oh, that's awesome. Like anything I would know. And she's like, have you ever watched Veronica Mars? And I go, are you kidding? I love Veronica Mars. Yes. Who do you play? And she looks at me, stops and goes, I'm Veronica Mars. And I was like, like the uh, sound effect from Price is Right went off. Like, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> it was Chris and Bells? Yes, it was. Oh, man. <laughs> so like I'm sitting there. I never seen Veronica Mars, so I didn't know it was her. That's like, really oh, funny. Oh, man. I was just like, yeah, abs- absolutely. I love Veronica Mars. And then she's like, well, I'm, I'm kind of her. Like, and I was like, <laughs> Oops. You know, did the Abraham Simpson walk in, right. walk out, put the yes. top <laughs> Busted. <laughs> and uh, about a year later, I actually did go back and watch Veronica Mars. I was like, yo, I do love Veronica Mars. It's a great show. <laughs> it's great. It really is. <laughs> season three, not the best, but the first yeah. two seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was, I think it was like kind of ahead of its time when it came out. It was like a little. Yeah, I little, can see that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so now the, the good story, at least for me. Uh, when I first meet Jay Silva is when him, me, and Danny DeMonto went to the Exotica Porno Convention in Edison, <laughs> New Jersey. We're, we're, we're all aficionados of the industry. So this is like the first time I've ever hung out with Jay Silva. And I'm going, oh, I just, I want to meet Brie Olson. She's my favorite. I want to meet Brie Olson. And we take a lap around the thing. Meet, you know, take some pictures, whatever. No Brie Olson. Everybody's getting to meet everybody they want to meet, except except me. you. Except right. me. <laughs> Finally, she comes in later in the day, and I get on the line. Neither one of the other two were like care to meet her. Like, not their cup of tea. Whatever. I don't care. I'm I'm getting my picture. All I want Ooh. is a photo. That's it. Yeah. You know. You know. It's like uh, if you've ever seen Community, where Troy has to meet Lavar Burton. And he's yes. like, I here it's a thousand times. I never wanted to meet LeVar in person. I just want a photo. You can't disappoint a photo. I hate <laughs> <you>. <laughs> that, that was me. Like, all I want is a photo. And I finally get to the front of the line. And she, like, rubs my chest. And she's like, oh, you're really cute. And I was like, oh, I fucking know how this is. I'm a worker, too, honey. And, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, great. I'm, I'm really cute. And she's like are you from New York? And she like rubs my chest again. I'm like, yes, I'm really cute and from New York. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. are you Italian? Rubs my chest again. I go, yes, I'm really cute from New York and, 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 and or Italian. I, I fulfill all the qualifications so far. She's like, oh, I love New York guys. I love Italian guys. I go, so I'm pretty much your perfect guy then, huh? And she's like, hey, yeah, like maybe. So like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. And so like she starts talking and She's like, oh, come take a, a photo with me. I'm like, great. Like, this is all I want. That's what I want. <laughs> all I want is to take this stupid photo. Right. I don't need so, you like, working I, me. Yeah. Right. Like, and, like I, you know, I don't want to end up paying like uh, $150 and get three DVDs I'll never watch. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I stand to the side and take your basic where I, you know, like lean in, put right. my arm around her, whatever. And she's like, no, 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 get behind me. I'm like, get behind you. She's like sitting in a high chair. So I go, okay. So I get behind her and I put my hands on her shoulders, like all awkwardly, like we're posing at the prom. (laughs) 
Yes. Like, like, you, like you're wearing a turtleneck. Like, it's so, yeah, like it looks like uh, the movie poster for Step Brothers. Like, I'm, <laughs> like I'm basically Will Ferrell right. and she's John C. Riley. Right, yeah. Super weird. And she takes my hands and puts them on her breasts. And I'm like, this is an interesting development because I haven't seen her do this with anyone else. So cool. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm there. And uh, I think it was Silva taking the photo. And he's like, all right, cool. I got it. And she's like, no. And, and she goes, no, no, no. And she like holds my hand still. And she's like, take another one just in case. And I was like, do you just want me to hold you longer? Because you don't have to play games. And she's like, she's like oh, okay. So just, yeah, hold them. So... <sighs> I'm like, okay, great. Um, so Silva takes another photo and she starts writing at an eight by ten. She's like, "What's your name?" And I go, "Shoes." So she, and it, I, I can find it now, and it, it, said, it genuinely says oh, two shoes. Awesome. Like I have so much stuff that just made out two shoes. I have family members that don't know I have a real name. <laughs> if you say Joe is coming over, what's well, that? Like, if you say Joe's coming over, they have no clue. Like, like little cousins and stuff. But if you say Shoes yeah. is coming over, they're like, yo, that's the dude who likes to watch cartoons with me. I'm happy about this. This is great. This is great. <laughs> um, but I get birthday cards from, like, my aunts and uncles that say, Dear L Shoes. That's crazy. Like, and then so parentheses cool. Joe, as if Joe is my gimmick <laughs> Just name. in case you don't go by that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so I'm with Brie Olsen. We're taking this photo. She writes out an 8 by 10 She goes, take out your piercings so we could get married. Because at the time, I had, like, the horseshoes in my ears. I had, like, the little yeah. gimmick in my nose. I had the tongue right. ring. You know, because I was really cool. I'm the colossus of cool. Why wouldn't I? So <laughs> we're walking around again. We take another lap around. I go, you know what? Uh, it's time to it's time to ante up. We're going all in. I start unscrewing my face, <laughs> taking everything out. I get back on the Brie Olsen line. I get to the front again, and she's like, she peeks up. She sees me, and I go, I stick out my tongue, like pull out my ears a little bit. I go, ta-da, I'm ready to get married. She jumps up, gives me a big hug, and she's like, I love it. And then she lowers her hand to... Um, start stimulating the the region that and we're is- out of time. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, we end up like getting stopped by like security because like stuff was getting like, like crazy. H A R E. Yeah, pants were starting to floor of this convention. Silva standing there like, what in the god's name is going on? And Do you still want the picture? Like, <laughs> so like, yo, I'm going to be in New York all week. Hit me up on Twitter. And this is like, pe- no, like people had Twitter, but it wasn't like everyone. Huge it wasn't big. Yeah. Yeah, Twitter was free. Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so during the week, like I met up with her at some bar in Midtown. We hung out all night. She almost wow. got me into a fight on the side of 27th Street that I had to like pull her out before she got real throw her in a cab, slam the cab door shut, and be like, go, go, go. Like, I was like, <laughs> Damn. you know, secret service security. And then I'm like, so the cab takes off, leaves me there, and I'm going, no, no, Why didn't no. I get in the car? I'm stuck. <laughs> Why right. I? And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I screwed this up. I, I fumbled the ball. I, I, I buckered this. This right. is horrible. And so I, I go home, and I'm like, well, I guess if there's anything I could take away from this, it's – I got to hang out with my favorite porn star and have drinks. Like that that's sure. still pretty cool. Hell yeah, that's cool. The next night, her friend hits me up on Twitter and was like, yo, it was nice to meet you. We're gonna be at this place tonight. So I'm like, okay, great. Me too. <laughs> so and I'm not like a, a club kid. 
But like I'll get yeah, like yes, I'm 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 young. I'll put on I'm, a silk shirt. Yeah, I'm vascular. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I'm everything Simon Diamond used to say about Dick Hurts in ECW. <laughs> and so I go to this place. I can't even find the door to get into this club. Oh, and I look at the security guy. And he looks at me, and I go, "Yo, my man, like, how do I get in here?" And he's like, "Are you on the list?" And I go, "No." And he's like, "Well, you got to be on the list." I was like. Well, how about you give me a table and a bottle, and I'm sure you can find room on the list for me. And he's like, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. So he takes me inside, and I'm all of a sudden, I'm getting bottle service at this place. And the guy who's, like, running my credit card and stuff looks at me. And he goes, what do you do? Because now I guess I'm at, like, the hot club on a Wednesday night. So they're, like, wondering, who is this guy by himself? But in New York, if you go anywhere – like someone thinks you're someone like, oh, like that's isn't he the guy from that show? Like the, the fat one, right? Yeah, he's he's right. the fat guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm there and I go, I go, oh, I'm a pro wrestler. And he goes, Oh, like WWE? I go, Yeah, I'm on their ECW show Tuesday nights on the sci-fi network. He goes, Wow, that's awesome. What's your name? And I look him right in the eye and I go, Ezekiel Jackson. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're kidding. <laughs> so he's like, wow, that's awesome. He's like, what, what, what's the, he, I go, yeah, I'm like a preacher, you know, Ezekiel, biblical <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and he's like, wow, yo, that's, that's awesome. Cause this is before like everyone had like Wi Fi on their phone. Well, yeah, like, yeah, you can't right. look it up. Yeah, I guess. So you, you can get away with shit like that. So it's like, oh, we got Ezekiel Jackson in the house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as, as I'm standing there, oh, Brie Olsen and her friend walk in. And I turn around, I look at them, I was like, oh, hey, girls, what's up? And, and she's like, oh, my God, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm going to go have drinks because it's a Wednesday night, and that's what we do. And the guy's like, all right, my man, your table's ready. And I was like, all right, see you girls later. And I just left them there and walked in, which take that down, write it down right now. Smoothest thing you could ever do because – Five minutes later, they start walking into the club, and she was scanning the place for yeah, me. looking for you. Yep. <laughs> like, like, it was smoothest move I've ever made in my life. We <laughs> hang out. We dance. And then at one point, she goes, um, are you hot in here? I go, yes, I'm very hot in here. And she's like, we should go for a walk. I go, yes, we should go for a walk. <laughs> she goes, did you drive here? I go, yes, I did drive here. Like, I'm, I'm answering everything as properly as I could. I'm like hammered. And I think I was, um, at this point in my life, I had a bad pill addiction. So I probably have about 30 Vicodins in me as well. Oh, geez. Um, oh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm better now. It's, well, it's that's fun. A good thing, baby. <laughs> hey, we all do things our past. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm like, I'm. I'm, I'm drunk, I'm high, I'm all these things. And she's like, so did you drive here? I was like, yes, I, I did drive here. And she's like, oh, where are you? Oh, I'm right around the corner here. So I we start walking around the corner. I hit the gimmick, the lock gimmick. Yeah. She dives in to the back seat. And I'm like, this this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then I like, I get mad nervous. And I'm like, oh, my God, like this is, this is a professional in the industry. Like, I better come to play like i oh my am i gonna am i, I gonna can't do able? play exactly later down in the back seat did you have a conversation where you said you know you're laying on my stage <laughs> <laughs> 10 oh, years no, from no, now there's gonna be a little world. tiny guy <laughs> 10 years from now there's gonna be a midget laying <laughs> right <laughs> Because it is the same car, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm like so super, like I'm freaked out, like complete yeah. stage fright, and I just remember like looking up and thinking, 
like to my dead grandma. I'm like, grandma, if you're watching this, please, please do not fuck this up for me right now. Like, I need you right now. I need you. Like, <laughs> because I, I'm just oh like, oh my God. You know, like, do, do you want to go down, you know, looking like Carlos Beltran, or do you want to Kirk Gibson that shit in the ninth off accuracy? I don't know about you. I want to be Kirk Gibson. And I'm so worried that I'm going to stand there frozen like chicken fingers and just completely miss the moment. And I I just, I just, grandma, please. Like, if if, if you're watching, if you're watching. We need a grandma, please shirt. We need (laughs) one. We we have to. We got to do the Joe Shoes grandma, please shirt. Please please make sure my hog rises to the occasion. And and, and, and you know what? That bitch came through. And I. Go grandma. <laughs> grandma Rose came through. Oh and I, my god. I, I went down, I went in, and I was like, this is I'm I'm like, we're doing it. Like we're you know, like when you first go like you go on like a roller coaster or something, you're like, holy shit, like I'm really doing this. Like that was me. It was like the first time I was having you know, like you came pull yourself through the hole, like, oh my god, yes, we made it. We made it. <laughs> we did it. Oh my god. <laughs> and I got and oh. at the end of it, I get one of the best compliments of my life. She goes, get off me. I needed that. And I go, wow. Hallelujah, yes. Wow. What she needed was me, a professional <laughs> in the industry. And she needed me. Don't get better than that. That's wow. my, Wrestle, my WrestleMania moment. Hell yeah, oh, brother. That really is a <laughs> WrestleMania moment. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that was probably one of the best stories I've ever heard in my life. I'm not even joking. <laughs> yeah, that, that well, was let's... the epitome of enlightenment. Add that like to said, your list. <laughs> you know, and it's one of these things. Like you guys see me here, you guys in the group who are listening to this, you've seen my pictures, whatever. I am barely above average, mediocre looking. It's just when you you can do anything if you put your mind and dick to it. And if you, that's gonna be a shirt too. If you want to pray to your grandma, I'm sure she will come through for all of. Or pray to my grandma because she's got a track record of success now. You're oh right. my god! Absolutely. Well, I, think, I think you may have. Um, you, you definitely moved your episode. You know, up a couple I'm, notches. I'm gonna, so I'm you, gonna lay it down right here. This is. This is the best episode we've had so far. Yeah, this is this is pretty damn good. I gotta admit, and it's not um, just because of that. Like this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah. fun. Uh, a lot of good laughs, and uh, I love. I haven't it, laughed that hard great. in a long time. Yeah, we. I think we all. And again, shoes. We needed this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like that. That's the shirt. Like you need this. Hell. Is I should get a shirt that says you. Hell need yeah, it. dude. Hell like, yeah. Uh, and it's funny because I'm sitting here going, I go, oh my god, I'm leaving a lot of stuff out. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's probably a good thing. We don't want to get too graphic. <laughs> I don't even that. I'm just like, oh, wow, I wanna... hope this is good. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> sometimes when you're in the middle of doing something, like you know it's good, like you're having yeah. a match, and you're like, wow, like, I'm, I'm killing this right now. But then, like sometimes you're like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. Should <laughs> right. I add this? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, uh, we, can, we can do MWO after dark. Um, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> Let me go get my smoking jacket and Cavassier. Yeah, baby. <laughs> M- MWO Diaries. Yeah. Hey, we, you know, we, funny. We, uh, let me show you guys off. this. I, I just got this in the oh, mail Oh, put today. that back in. <laughs> I just got uh, my lady friend who um, I make movies with. Um, she she played she – play, we, we – um, we actually met by playing uh, stepbrother and sister, and now we're dating, which is odd. But 
<laughs> we, we're out of time. <laughs> we just bought. We we group bought this diary on Amazon. Uh-huh. And you see, it's a it's a unicorn, unicorn with a little lock on the side, and <laughs> we're making a list of things that we want to do or try. Like in like I mean like we want to go to restaurants, we want to sure. try different mm. beers. So we're making a list in this unicorn diet. That's actually kind of cool. Of things to do when if if quarantine ever ends and life up, yeah. comes moderately back. So the. Uh, the diary of Joe Shoes will be written in a uh, a unicorn, a glittery unicorn book. That's actually pretty cool. I li- I like that idea. Yeah, definitely. Hell you yeah. know, we love lists. Everyone loves lists. You do a list That's about true. anything, they'll listen in. You're right. Listen, you're, you're right, man. <laughs> you're right. Well, Damn, man. <laughs> we do we do have a list of questions yes. from fans that uh you know if we each three answer or pick their their question they get a a major world order four by six you are uh welcome to answer along with these questions if you want terrific um so uh who wants to go first I'll, I'll go, go first. first. Husfar, oh, you no, no Husfar. If you want to go first, something. Jake, you can't. Okay. No, no, please, my man. <laughs> you need, no, you need, to, you need to get some some words yeah. out there. Yeah, baby. So, um, pr- uh, this week was really tough with questions. There's uh, a lot There's of good really ones. good ones. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go with this one. Um, from Jake Keel. It was um fantasy book a Brody Lee figure. Um, he said put it in as a uh, a ringside exclusive so you can you know. No expenses, you know, left left uh, spared. Um, if if I even said that right, <laughs> um, let's <laughs> see. Enough. We get it. Um, <laughs> so I would either do um, either a two pack or like maybe a torso change and have a Brody with the suit, you know, the the Dark Order suit with a hand that has the papers, mm-hmm. like and um, and then on you know either another figure with it, whether they do two pack or torso change, whatever. Um, with his ring gear, with a removable entrance jacket, yeah, and um, maybe an alternate, maybe two heads. Um, one with like maybe an angry face, and one with like a more like crazy look on his face. Um, but that's how I would fantasy book that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think I think we'll end up all having kind of similar things. You know, the the suit is is you know become iconic. Um, I, I would like to almost see. That uh, and I think I think maybe it was talked about like maybe Brian brought it up or maybe I just made it up. I don't remember, but almost like a little bit of the bubbly set where it's like him with his steak dinner at a table and um, stuff okay. like that. Um, of course, you know, you want one in the, the wrestling gear with the, uh, you know, the, the big cool entrance jacket and all that. But I, I think I think I would want to see a two pack. Or maybe they just do like a whole line of Brody Lee figures that comes with a build a figure of negative one, his son. Yeah, oh, that would be cool. cool. I like that. With the so, mask and, and yeah. the kendo stick. Yep. yep. So I don't know. That's that's all kinds of crazy fantasy booking, but that's I'd kinda like to see something that included his son as well. That'd be cool as hell. I love that. Um if I were gonna make one, no expenses uh spared. Um I, I had a kind of cool idea. And I don't, I don't know how it would work, especially with the articulation. But um, if you could have one, I think with the suit and the TNT championship, mm-hmm. but the entire thing is plated in like twenty-four karat gold, or just oh. like a gold, gold-plated type, <laughs> yeah, of, like kind of like a statue, kind of you know, sentimental, like you know, 
legendary yeah, it's, just it's a nice premium version of, yes, of that exactly. title that, exactly. that you can only get with him that that is a neat idea yeah yeah i, I like that I, I know funko does that with um some of their pops and stuff mm-hmm. them. yeah they'll make like the, the gold version yeah, yeah. but like like an actual you know like shiny gold yeah. you know like gold plated you know make it look yeah. legit you know kind of statue like like almost, it's it's gonna be a couple hundred bucks to get this figure right right yeah like i almost wonder if you would even do it like uh like a ljn style mm. you know what i'm saying like not not mm. no articulation at all just something kind of like a statue you know something like that um maybe that would be dipped that you know because with the joints moving and everything you'd have to obviously play yeah. each separate thing and it's you know gets a little crazy i think that way but but i think that's that's what i would like to see you know something like yep. that would be pretty cool all right so next question, Billy, go ahead. Sure. Uh, this is from Ron Scott. If you had to, yeah, if you had to add one member to the MWO with someone from the Facebook group, who would you pick and why? And I, uh, I kind of started to feel this like towards the beginning earlier in, in this episode, I, I, I'm kind of going to go with two. One, I do think shoes would be a great fit for something like Absolutely. that. Um, yeah. Because, you know, and again, you know, unbeknownst to just how the world works and, you know, uh, synchronization and all that, like he wanted to do something like this. You know, he's kind of he's kind of an innovator. And yeah. I think it would be cool to have him part of of this, you know, in in you know, yeah. some sort of capacity or whatever. The other would be um, our very first guest, Aaron Ortiz. Yeah. Um, he was an amazing first uh, guest, very charismatic. Uh, we did our live show on our Facebook twi- page and Twitch, and he hung out with us a lot on there. And uh, I think it's safe to say, since this yeah. is our Spo- show, spoiler alert, little, little spoiler for those that <laughs> listen to us um, as part of Major Fest Week on Thursday, the uh, 28th. 28th of January. Uh, we will be co-hosting a live major flea market with him in the Facebook group. Ooh. So, um, yeah. where where people will get to come on and sell their stuff and it's all gonna that. It's going to be like QVC style. We're going to do live, uh, <laughs> yeah. live shit, so baby. It's going to be that's, shit. That's what I would go for. Is but you know what I really like about this? Like we yeah. all get first dibs on whatever pops up. Right to the front of the line. Yeah, like hold on, sir. I'll take that. So if I had to fantasy book uh, future members of the MWO, it would be Shoes and Aaron Ortiz. I like that. That's a that's a great answer. Um, how yeah, far? What, what do you think? I mean, I, I totally agree with Billy on all accounts mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Um, I would also um, like to Justin Summers. Um, yeah. yeah, he yeah. has he has a lot of um, he has a lot of knowledge um, yes. of the business, and he's you know been around the business a lot and. I know he's, um, you know, pretty, he's, I'd say pretty close he's with pretty? like Dan Housen. No, close. <laughs> uh, with like Dan Housen and people like that. that. No, he, he is a beautiful man. <laughs> he's, we he's we rode in his car, dude. I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think he would be a, a great fit for, for the yeah. MWL. Yeah. Nice. I, I agree with that too. Um, definitely shoes is a great idea. I really like that idea. That would be, yeah, we got it. We got to do something in the future with shoes. I, I, yes. I, you know, we'll something. Yeah, we'll figure something out. But uh, Aaron Ortiz is definitely a good one. He's he's always been he's day one guy. Um, yeah, you know, um, man. Um, yeah, Justin Summers is a great great dude as well. And it's kind of funny. He actually only lives a couple cities away from me too. We kind of 
Met Does he no sell you as well? Just like the mm. freedom, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Not as bad, but <laughs> um, you know, I, I got to go with uh, my man Mike Lapuma. I think he would be a yep. great. Uh, we haven't had him on here yet. Um, you know, him and I are actually pretty close. We, uh, you know, talked a little bit before Live Six. Um, you know, doing the major fitness challenge and kind of we're always fucking with each other. You know, flexing. You yeah. know, making sending <laughs> pictures and shit. You know, but. Uh, He's a he's a really cool dude, and uh, he uh, sent me that eight by ten from Live Six, which was, and he had the boys autograph it for me, which was really cool. So, um, yeah. and I think I think he's he's got a lot of cool shit to say. So I think he'd be a lot of fun to have on, you know, yep. as like a full time uh, host. So yeah, I, I'd, I'd pick him. I, I think Aaron Ortiz is a good one because he is yeah. a big shuny. So I appreciate anyone who appreciates me. All right. <laughs> does, he, uh, does he subscribe to your – no, don't answer that. No, I think – well, I, I'll tell you <clears> – this <throat> one's funny. Uh, John Indiana Vasquez? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. my dude, yeah. too. Another yes. good dude. He, he oh, subscribes yeah. to my OnlyFans. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. He actually, I'm going to see, OnlyFans. I'm gonna see him in uh, a couple weeks, actually. Um, I wanted to bring this up real quick. Yep. Uh, Toy Hio, uh, February 13th. In Girard, Ohio, Brian Myers is going to be there. Uh, it's only like 45 minutes for me, so I'm going to make the trip out there and uh, Easy. check that out. Justin uh, Summers, he brought that up, so uh, he's he's going to be there. Indiana said he's going to make it out, so a um, couple other guys as well. So, you know, we're going to try to do a little uh, major meet up there. So, yeah, that, uh, that'll be cool. But, yeah, Indiana's a good-ass dude, man. He, uh, oh, he's the man. Yeah, he, <laughs> I, remember he I brought remember- – I got the notification on OnlyFans, like, you have a new subscriber. And I look, and I was like, the major mark? This guy? Like, <laughs> now, it's it's my free OnlyFans, so it's really just the links I would post anywhere else, like on Twitter. And all but I was like, you know, just when you hear OnlyFans, it's like everyone assumes, you know, what it yeah, is. You're... Right. <laughs> Rolling the dice. <laughs> but if I had to fantasy book a host, it would just be Sunil, just because it would piss off a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it would. We, well, we had him and Aaron Ortiz square off against each yeah. other on our live stream that you can still go back and watch on Facebook. And yeah, it was it was yeah. definitely <laughs> interesting. Sunil's yeah, another no. one. I've known Sunil for just about 20 years now. Oh, wow. Because yeah. oh, really. wow. Sunil was always um, good friends with Kevin Matthews. And then when I met Kevin, I met Sunil through him. Okay. So I I pretty much known Sue Neal since like 2001, and I was at that wow. Hogan, the Hogan signing yeah. at Toys R Us Times Square. <laughs> like, I was there, I was there too. So, awesome. uh, oh, and yeah, my he... Hogan figure looks terrible with that Sharpie signature after all these years. Oh, oh, yeah. It's yeah. just it's, it's really bad. Like that's a good example of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, the yeah. destiny you guys... of my MJF. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to tune in next week because uh, Sunil uh, sent me a message the other day asking for my address. And um, so he's, <laughs> he's got something to send me, and he wants me to open it live on air. And it hasn't, sh- it didn't show up yet, so uh, it should be here by next week. So we'll see what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a snake in a gift wrap box, like uh, uh, the wedding gift for the Macho Man. Macho Man and Elizabeth, yeah, it's a possibility. So <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> That's funny. All right, I guess it's my turn for the question here. Yep. Um, so there's a. Uh, one question that uh, I did want to bring up real quick. I'm, I'm sure most oh, of you yeah. all saw it. Uh, good, good friend of the show, Matthew Cardona. Um, he he asked, uh, how big is Batista's dick? Now, this is something we can actually answer. Okay, oh. so shoes. Oh. Let's, let's have an answer here, my friend. <laughs> well, I don't know the answer, but 
Matt spent how many years in a locker room with Batista? Sure. Right. Why would he ask if he knows? I'm thinking he just doesn't want to tell us. <laughs> so I think we need to turn this around, put the onus on him, because if anyone is going to know, it's him. Oh, yeah. That's just trying to pass the buck. That's how I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he You're does right. get asked that quite often. I've seen multiple people ask oh, him yeah. that question. Uh, a well, lot, everyone so. gets asked that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like a well, and now that's we've, like getting we've... Cor- that's like being an East Coast wrestler and finally working Tom Brandy. Like, right. are you really in the business if you don't have a match with Tom Brandy? Right. <laughs> so now we are in that exclusive club because we have been asked. <laughs> yep, Welcome yep. to Matt Cardona. <laughs> so, I'm going to go. I'm just going to guess somewhere between four to 12 feet. So that's, oh. my, that's my guess. I got to be I, right. I would think if I had to sketch it out. <laughs> I just get you. Get on. I super bad. I want to use the number three pencil because the lead's a little softer. Oh, not that I'm I'm questioning the lead in Batista's. Pencil. It's just for shading. Yeah, purposes. Yeah, with um, with with professional um insight into the yes. wrestling and naked business. I hope my mom's not listening to this. By I would the way. think if you've ever seen the episode of Chappelle where he goes to court uh, jury duty and yeah. he's like, he's like, your honor, I've never seen Michael Jackson's penis, but I bet <laughs> you I can describe it without having ever seen it. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. <laughs> like that's how I feel about Batista's penis. I've sure. never seen Batista's penis, but, but I'm pretty sure it's, um, it's got a reddish hue from all the tanning. I'm going to say it sits at like a 47 to 51 degree angle to the right. Just from pulling and, on it. And I'm thinking it is average length, but below average girth. Oh, that's okay. that's okay, you went. one man's opinion. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This All right. Is- <laughs> Moving on to the next question. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just have this thing. I draw dicks. <laughs> I was working on this big veiny bastard. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I got busted. And now Emma Stone doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, my question. I apologize if I messed your name up. I scribbled here. I was writing really fast. Kevin Petruzzolo. Pertu- Protrusive. I think you said it better the first time. Yeah, I think so too. I apologize. I didn't mean to mess <laughs> oh. it up. I just I scribbled it and I was I was in a rush. But um, he said, uh, "Now this is a little off topic. It's not wrestling figure related." But he goes, "What's your favorite healthy food dish?" Hashtag ma- major fitness challenge. Um, so my favorite healthy food dish is um, it's very simple. It's grilled chicken and rice. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with it. Now, um, as far uh, just plain white rice. Um, now the chicken. You can change it every. You can eat chicken every day, but it gets boring. So you got to switch it up. And you got you got to throw some spice in there. So you know sometimes you want to use a little garlic salt, some pepper. Um, sometimes you, you can use some blackened Cajun seasoning. You know, just do whatever you got to do. But uh, you know, keep your portions <laughs> small and uh, you know eat healthy. So Chef Jake over here. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> I don't know what we Husband, can just go off. You've, of. you've worked in the uh, yeah food the industry. And, yeah. I worked in the food industry for for way too long. Um, yeah, I um, I mean, I, I grew Jake definitely uh, a nice piece of grilled chicken. If you add a little like Cajun blackening spices to it, um, it it really um, brings out you know makes it less boring. Um, I, I do couscous. I, I like couscous with uh with my chicken. <laughs> the couscous. food's so nice. They named it twice. Um, 
And then um, I'm always a big salad. You know, I like salad. So, you know, salad with like you a say salad with a T. A, a <laughs> salad. Good <old> salad. <laughs> salad. Um, salad uh, with a little. Le- <laughs> I heard you right the first time. You had to repeat it again. Salad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like my like- blue cheese dressing, please. Ew. Extra croutons. <laughs> no, so, none of that. Continue with couscous. Couscous. Um, Whatever. Couscous and a salad. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm always a big uh, sushi guy as well. I, and I, I love chocolate sushi. cake. No, no chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> Billy? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> what, what's yeah. going on? Uh, d- does, does a nice... Fatty bowl of honey nut Cheerios, meat, <laughs> ribeye steak count. Hell yeah, man! You gotta get All the right. protein, baby. Hell yeah! Absolutely. What about you, shoes? Oh, I love. As you can see by my uh, beautiful shape, um, mm. that I am very healthy. I would say some of my things are <laughs> as I as I look right at Billy Walter Peck. A BWP is Buffalo Wing Pizza. I don't think you oh. can go wrong with Buffalo Wing Pizza. Oh man, um, I've never had that. Wow, that sounds oh, amazing. Buffalo Wing Pizza. It's the um, Obviously, the buffalo sauce on the chicken pieces mm-hmm. with the yeah. ranch dressing in a swirl mm-hmm. around it. Uh, it actually sounds really good. It's uh, if you awesome. Go down your frozen food aisle. Uh, the brand Edwards makes a Oreo ice cream pie, one of uh, my favorites. Um, <laughs> very healthy to keep me in the shape that I've spent so many years building <laughs> and uh, and keeping in. At one point, I did lose. At one point, I did lose a lot of weight, and then yeah. Pat Buck came to me and said. Hey, I really can't book you as revolting blob because you're not really a blob anymore. You're and not I revolting went home anymore. and I ate like four quarts of ice cream like immediately. I'm like, don't worry, I'm fat again. <laughs> that's so good. That's that's a true story. He's like, oh, you're really you're really not a blob anymore. And I was like, I can fix this. I promise. There you go. Oh, that's great. <laughs> All right, Jake, you got uh, you got one last thing that we need to discuss before yeah. we wrap this up. Yeah, so um, there's a little thing called hashtag Shoegate um, we need to speak about. <laughs> what I do? So, um, oh. yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about this here. So, uh, good friend of the show, he was on last week, Joe Ryan. Uh, he was actually able to meet Swaggle last night, uh, which good for him. That's great. Um, and, well, let's just, Swaggle made a video. And uh, he wanted to send it to me uh, through Joe. So uh, just go ahead and play the video, please. Jake. Jake, here's the thing. I'm with Joe. He has his shoes. I'm with my son. He has his shoes. I have my shoes. You're not getting your shoes. It's not happening. Okay, so um, Swaggle, you son of a bitch. You need to return my shoe. You stole it. From me, I was just a regular person paying customer at Live Six. You know, I was just a fan who wanted to meet you, and you stole my fucking shoe. <laughs> you know, I mean, what the fuck? So, and then now you antagonize me. I'm, I'm very upset by this. I was gonna let it go. You know, it was the holidays, and I just said, you know, it's gone. Whatever. I'm not gonna make a big deal about it anymore. But then you go and do something like this. And try to make fun of me and mock me. So, Swaggle, I just want to let you know, I will be at ACW April 10th. And I will be there to get my shoe back. If you don't return it in pristine condition, I don't want any doo-doo and chocolate on it now. If you don't return it to me in the shape that it left me in, it is going to be 
a major mistake on your end, pal. So make sure I get it back because I'll be there. I'll be there live, and I want it back April 10th, ACW. I'll see you there. That's it. Joe, Shoes, thank you so much for being part of this. Loved that we got to hang out. And, Hell yeah, man. And, uh, you know, again, yes. I think people needed to hear the story. Uh, I hope you <laughs> it had was, fun. It was, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Damn good. <laughs> it's, uh, I, that's like my calling card. I've told that story so many times at this point because it, it's, it's a long time. It's probably like 2009 at this point. You know, yeah. so I was still, I still had a future, you know, back then. <laughs> uh, I, I don't anymore. But, um, I, you know, I was in the prime of my life. Hell yeah, man. I'm glad we got to share that story with you. And, Wait, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, that's a fun story. <laughs> Hell yeah. But like everything else was great too, you know, from, oh, yeah. from, you know, the, the LJNs to the, what the hell are these little Hasbro things to, you know, baseball to all of it. <laughs> like it, it's, it was a good fun story and Hell you yeah. kept it off with, Stains that Swoggle eventually laid in. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, now Dylan, Dylan, and I are best friends now. So, what, what, what's um, what, what's a little uh, soiled upholstery between friends? <laughs> All right. And, um, well, I was okay. going to say, me being a single guy, I learned how to be smooth. So, I, it was, yeah, no, just, it just leave, me. just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he just I'll, follows I'll him. I'll never top that again in my life. Just walk away. Yep. Then he's going to turn around and be like, "Wait, why didn't They're anybody gone. follow me out?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to board the we'll, we'll just, train. Just tell them you're Ezekiel Jackson. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> problem is, everybody has a Wi-Fi now. Oh, yeah, everyone, yeah. Yeah. The problem is, nobody knows yeah. who that is anymore. Well, that's true. They <laughs> barely knew who he was then. But that's why you get away with it. Right. Yeah, just, just make a fake profile of Zeke yeah. Jackson with your picture. You can tell them you're Colin Delaney. All right. Anyway, Husvar, take us out. Yeah. Play my fucking music. I got Galoob, a Hasbro Dusty. I got the merch that drives the marks while the ring worn gear, they want to wear it. H-A-R-D Just like Blue Chew I'm just a major mark Major mark I'm not a toy boy Toy boy I'm just a major mark Major mark I'm not a toy boy Toy boy Claim all the figs Claim all the merch Like Super Gabby You already Know the Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen with Phil Jackson always scratching that itch. I'm just a major mark, major mark. I'm not a toy boy, toy boy. I'm just a major mark, major mark. I'm not a toy boy, toy boy. Hey, all you major marks. Claim all that merchandise. 